Yeah, I don't know what the fray is doing. But there he is. I just um, tethering, tethering to my phone. So, hey, that's better. Uh, that's better, my guy. Back in business. Back in business. <laughs> Welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast on the cosmos from independent validator teams. Hello and welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast on the Cosmos from Independent Validator teams. And that was the strangest intro we've had in a long while. I couldn't tell when it started. I couldn't tell when it ended. It kind of seemed to end halfway through a bit of the the thing. So, uh, yeah. Hey, guys. What's going on, man? I, I mean, that was the normal intro, right? I feel like that was the normal maybe, intro. Maybe I just got rugged by the internet there. Well, you, um, yeah, you just, yeah. You just reconnected, and the next thing you know, you're like, "Oh shit, we're live!" <laughs> like, "Oh, wait, here, what's <laughs> happening?" <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. I mean, but this is why you know, going back to last week's conversation, this is why we we get the business internet, you know, to a separate SIM card, so that when everything goes to shit, we can still join the podcast. Um, so, for context, uh, those that don't know, the fray has just had to tether to his phone rather than use his home internet because it was playing up. Should be it was uh it was not working great which is weird because it should be a two gig line and yet it wasn't obviously today it was 700 kilobits for a second there which is somewhat baffling. but i would say it was uh, a good bit less than 700 kilobits <laughs> it's pretty bad before. on this side yeah uh so kilobits. well i mean You're i'm 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 using uh i'm using uh collins internet so uh courtesy of artifact staking thanks guys oh yeah where are you at i'm in yeah. la no in LA, man. yeah yesterday i rode a bicycle from uh, manhattan beach to um venice beach oh yeah nice. and then santa monica and back yeah it's probably like i don't know 45 kilometers and uh Man, I woke up this morning and my quads and my knees were fucking wrecked. <laughs> After meanwhile, the, kilometers. Yeah, meanwhile, the phrase like, do like, that yeah, like, I sleep. Yeah, exactly. I go actually, to the coffee shop. <laughs> I, I actually did do 45 kilometers last Tuesday to go to uh, our, fin- our finance guys and back because they're way out south of here. So just cycled over, had the meeting, cycled back. I was not in a good way. Like for me, that was a lot. Like I, I haven't done a lot of exercise in the last like eighteen months. And uh, it's the validator way. Yeah, holy <laughs> shit, man! Like riding oh, there, my the, the tire on the bike was like probably one third flat, which didn't help. That does and not then, help. Uh, yeah, no, that's not gonna help. The rear tire, and then uh, when you stand up to pump, it was. This is an old rusty bike that I borrowed off someone. When you stand up to pump, like the front suspension was bouncing right up and down, so I wasn't getting like the full mojo into it. And uh, you know, it was noticeable by the time I got back. I feel like I put in probably an extra thirty percent work that I didn't need to. I mean, that's the story of life, isn't it? Really, <laughs> like you just summed up my entire experience of everything. It's like, like just put in about thirty percent more effort than was yeah. even necessary, and ended up just tired and emotional at the end of it. So the whole the whole effort aside, though, went to Santa Monica, uh, had a great coffee, and a nice Where hamburger. Did you go? So I went to like Venice Beach, and then Santa no, no, Monica. Which 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 coffee place did you go to in Santa Monica? 
Oh, it's called like Blue Bottle something or other. Mm. It's not that one on the corner, is it? On the main drag? Yeah, well, it is on a corner. Yeah. Blue yeah, with like, a, with like a yeah, like decent coffee, pastries, and like a a, a window, like seats down the window on the left hand side. Yeah, yeah. Have you been there? Yeah, yeah. I am. Um, I worked from there for about four days in wow, like a month uh, just before the pandemic, basically. Blue bottles. Good Such well traveled, sir. Such well traveled. Yeah, it's the only place where they just, as long as I kept buying coffee, they didn't fucking throw me out. So uh, I sat there for about an hour noting, and they were like, "Yeah, I mean, he bought a coffee, right?" So they're just happier there. <laughs> it, it fulfilled the Los Angeles meme, and the, the barista was just loudly telling anybody who would listen all about his um, acting auditions. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and oh, and his band. The band he was in what from what i could tell based on clothing and vibe I, th- I was feeling classic rock or maybe hair metal at a push but probably more classic rock um so that was kind of funny it, it hit a lot of i was just like it was the, the same people most days so i was kind of like let's, hit, let's see what we're going over here today while i'm trying to fix this ios bug um, so the thing that struck me the most about venice was like just the sheer quant of chads getting around. There was like mega chads everywhere. I could was not, it not fucking like the believe this camp on the beach. That was the thing that fucking struck oh, me. Oh yeah, no, there was like there was homos, but the fucking chads, man. Like as soon as I got there, there was like ten and a half foot tall people with that were like wedge shaped with like forty packs. I'm like, and they're just wandering around. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, what is this place? It's just chads everywhere. Just fucking work out and like try to get in movies. (laughs) I guess so. I mean, if you're going to do it anywhere in the world, that's probably the place to do it, to be fair. But um, yeah, I just remember being super freaked out by not freaked out, it's not the right term, but just so like the extent to which there's like a tent city on the beach, like it's India (laughs) Mm -hmm. and this is LA, and you're like, whoa. I mean, there was far out. There was a bit of that going on, but I mean, I don't know if that all got cleared cleared out because of COVID or something. Maybe it got. No, no, it was was still there, but I I just don't feel like that's unusual these days. Like you go to a capital city, there's like a tent city there somewhere these days. It's, uh, you know, it's common now. It's commonplace. There's like no, you know, there's no move along anymore. It's like, oh, you want to. You want to live here? Okay. No worries. Go for it. Yeah, fair enough. I didn't, I mean, to be fair, I don't remember seeing that anywhere in Australia. Oh, yeah. It's, fuck, mate. It's there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. In Canberra? Maybe not. Well, I don't really get around Canberra that much, but yeah, of course for sure do. in Canberra's Sydney and Melbourne. Oh, yeah. I do fucking Canberra on the weekends. No, I, I don't yeah, go exactly. there. Of course you don't. I've been there twice. You go like, to the Gold Coast, don't you, for a good time? Uh, I do go to the Gold Coast, but I don't I fucking go. Knew it. I, fucking, I fucking knew it. But I don't go to like Surfers Paradise. Um, okay. Do you hire a jet ski? No. <laughs> no, you're not a jet ski guy. No, we go hiking in the mountains. There's there's um there's some good mountains just like in the hinterland of... um. Have you the forgotten Gold the rule of jet skis? Nobody ever looks unhappy on a jet ski, right? I can't afford to hire a jet ski, man. I... Well, maybe not the bear market, but you should have gone there during the bull market. You could have bought a jet ski, put it on the company, whatever. Corporate entertaining. I like. I put all my money into my nodes now. 
<laughs> all my money into sh- uh, sh- sh- Shuawa. I don't know why I pronounce it like that. It's Shuawa. 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 Yeah, Shuawa um, Shuawa Queen. So I guess, like, uh, in reference to my trip, Cause Less Harm says, Null oh, eat tacos, a plethora of tacos. So everyone has actually said that, and I have street not come tacos. across one fucking taco track. Okay, so go. You go to Venice and then like fuck off a ways to the I think it's like a Whole Foods or something that's like about eight blocks back from the beach, maybe a few more. There, there are street tacos outside there. And they're really good. Never came across any. It's opposite. And going back. It's opposite a, a a fake English pub called the Cock and Bull. So uh, Jake's advice to me, he said, if you're in Venice and you see any fucking food truck that's got a lineup outside of it, stop and get out of your fucking vehicle and wait in the line. <laughs> Good advice. Yeah. But I didn't come across that's any, so I didn't have to do that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah, I, I hit Jake. So on your advice, Jake lived in, uh, in Venice. So I hit him up yeah. yesterday. I'm like, I'm going to Venice. I'm like, I'm in Venice. So, like, you know, where's the spot? Okay, I found a There's spot. There's a good Irish bar. All right, I found a coffee. Music. All right, thanks for the information. I'll see you later. I'm, I'm heading out of town. And then, like, I called him fucking three hours later. He's like, oh, yeah, man, I could have told you, like, all these places. But he just didn't read his messages, so, you know, ignored. I mean, you could have yeah. asked me for specifics, and I would have told you where those places were. It's just you were kind of like... And I was just like, well, I mean, like you live in London. How would I just assume that you knew anything about Venice? Because I've been to LA three times, four times. I'm pretty well traveled, like reasonably well in the US anyway. I've got opinions. I got opinion. I had opinions on pizza in Chicago. Like that should have been a clue. Maybe my opinions on pizza in Chicago were wrong, but I still have opinions. (laughs) You should tell you something. You weren't a Um, deep dish. I think I said, yeah, I wasn't a massive fan of the deep dish mm-hmm. on the whole, but the Lou Manatis was pretty decent as far as it's it good goes. Or the chain, I gather. Yeah. So do you know that I am now actually considered well-traveled by Americans? You are. Because you're yeah. from America. Well, no, by American standards, I am well-traveled. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, it's because uh, most Americans have never even been outside the state, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. You're not spending yeah. enough time in specific places, but you, you, I mean, you're all over the fucking place. I definitely fucked up in terms of time, time on location. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so you didn't, have, uh, you didn't have a plan going in. So you just, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that either, right? You're just kind of going down, going with it. Yeah. YOLO. Right. And next time you, yeah, I mean, some places, you know, you want to go back, some places you're like, ah, I'm good. I, right? Like, I've had a good time, but it has been like, I don't recommend anyone just go to a place without a plan. It has been an incredibly it's expensive hard. fucking endeavor. Yeah, yeah. That's like, kind of how I feel about Australia and New Zealand because I've been backpacking there. It's just like you can just mill around just burning kangabuck and, and kiwi bucks. You're just like, why is everything so fucking expensive? It's like, ah, because I had no plan. Yeah. That's why everything's so fucking expensive. So what definitely, was your what was your worst definitely place? When what you're, was your best place? When, okay, that's gonna be controversial, but when you're right booking when you're booking shit like a couple of days ahead instead of months ahead, yeah. it is expensive. Yeah. Even that flights, like I caught a I caught a plane from um, Portland, uh, sorry, from Seattle to um, LA. Had I just booked that like a couple of weeks in advance, it would have been like a third of the price. Yeah, and sure. and everything here is costing me like you know an extra fifty percent in Kangabucks. And the thing so is, though, like if you the, you can't look at the Kangabucks conversion, otherwise it's always going to look terrible, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's just a 
it's just it's a tough pill to swallow because I was here like 10 years ago and our dollar at the time was almost parity and things were a lot fucking cheaper. And so Yeah. I mean, it I was remember when the like, pound was 2.2 US dollars. I mean, we can all remember the past now, but you know, it's a bit No, no, but what loud. What I'm saying is that last time I was here, things were cheap for me. It was like, you want a beer? It's like four bucks for a pint. And, you know, that was like four bucks Australian. And now you want a beer? It's costing me like fucking $17 Australian. Like, it's a big difference is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And like, you know, if you're if you're paying $200 a night for a hotel over a month, it fucking adds up. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I'm lucky I've got friends like, uh, you know, lavender and uh artifact who have like put me up for nights so i can uh enjoy these beautiful cities without hemorrhaging fucking money right <laughs> did you actually go to sf in the end at any it's, point to where san francisco to san francisco no so my plan was actually to go from portland san francisco la um but i i had like um an amtrak pass but i didn't book far enough ahead right so i couldn't get a ticket from um portland to uh san francisco yeah um so i was going to go to san francisco and stay with jake for a little bit um but i couldn't get a ticket so i ended up just flying from seattle to la oh so you went north you went from portland to seattle you, you took a train north and you hung- did you go to seattle for a little bit uh no so i was i was staying with um Schultz, yeah, in uh, in Portland, and they were coming to um to uh, Disneyland down here in right. LA. So I got a lift with them to the Seattle airport oh, okay. and uh, okay. caught a plane from Seattle to. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so everyone's actually, you know, my highlight of the last probably like week and a half, two weeks, has just been like a fast food safari. Really, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one thing this country is good at. I've been hitting all the shit. So, like, in Australia, Taco Bell is ass, right? And, um, man, I had, like, a Crunch Wrap Supreme in uh, from Taco Bell. That shit is epic. I would eat that every fucking day. You saw Jesus? Uh, oh, yeah. And um, so then we were, like, uh, Colin here at um, from Artifact. He's been, like, he's taken me on the safari. Did you go, he, did you go to I, I went to... Yeah, yeah, went in and out. Got a shirt for my um, partner. She's uh-huh. she's happy. And um, I haven't been to Waterburger, but he took me to like Costco. He's <laughs> like, you have to have the like Costco hot dog. <laughs> the one dollar or dollar fifty hot dog or whatever. Dollar fifty hot dog is like they've, <laughs> they've never changed the price of this thing. So I'm having like a dollar fifty hot dog. That's like, like last going night. to Greg's in Newcastle. I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, when last night like, we went. You go to Greg's and you buy you buy a steak bake. <laughs> We we had a we had a Costco um, ribeye. Holy shit, man! Costco steak is good. Oh, uh, you, oh you guys cooked it? You mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Their meat so it's actually pretty decent. Yeah. Oh man, it yeah. it was like it was fresh and tender. I was like very surprised for the yeah. price. Costco barbecue. is pretty good over here. We get ribs and uh, like Boston butts and shit like that. That's usually pretty cheap and they're usually pretty tasty. Oh, it was good um that's funny what else we have so we had uh so last night we had chick-fil-a um uh-huh. <laughs> which is pretty epic uh-huh. <laughs> like a chick-fil-a deluxe and just like jam that fucking like sauce all over the thing <laughs> and um oh my goodness. 
And you and then we went to like oh, it's probably what was left. What's that? No, what was left? Oh, uh, yeah. What was left? Oh yeah. So um, I mean, like it was probably more of a local thing, but we went and got these like thick shakes. At, I can't remember the name of the place, but they they were epic, man. <laughs> it was like it was thirteen hundred calories in a in a thick shake. Yeah, <laughs> fucking sleep too funny. <laughs> And then That's for breakfast real. this morning, we went to Sidecar um, Donuts this morning for breakfast. So I had a coffee and uh, I fucked up. I had two donuts um, and I was shaking till lunchtime. <laughs> there was, I had like, I had something called a butter and salt donut, which was just crazy. And then. Um, donut degeneracy. And the, other, and the other one was like a cinnamon swirl type fucking situation but yeah, so yeah. basically, I've just been on like a food safari, and it's been it's been pretty good to be honest. Like, it was a good way to go out for the last week, just hitting all the fast food joints. Now I know, like, you know, when you're watching a movie, and you're like, oh, I got to get fucking Chick Fil A, and they're like, that's a good fucking, that's a good chicken burger. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! That well, is. it sounds like you've so when you're you're out of there now, right? Like today or tomorrow or something? Yeah, nine o'clock tonight. So. uh Probably head off like an hour and a half after we finish the the, uh, the podcast here. Yeah, get down there and get registered. Um, but yeah, man, it's I been, it's I been a good time. LA, I went, went, went to LAX after a send-off joint and I was feeling fine until I got to security and then, the, and then it hit me and I was just like, oh my God, they're going to get me. <laughs> they're going to get me. They know. And then I was like... And my my brain was going. It's fine. It's legal now. It's totally fine. You're in the clear, and that did not help at all. I was just sweating, and and, and not making eye contact with anybody. It was it was horrifying. And this was this was back when my passport had. <clears throat> I went around North Africa a few years ago, and so it had like, you know, all the Arab Spring. Um, rogues gallery of 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 passport stamps as well so they take one look at it all and they're like where the fuck was this <laughs> and you're like hey no worries that's just um that's just tunisia no no worries just about that no no worries nothing 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 that that's funny about that place and they're like what were you doing there and i was like what 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 do people do really when they go places you know man they just you know they go places and they hang out they're like this guy's fucking stoned as fuck <laughs> and i'm just like you know man you just Sometimes you just got to go to a place and see what the people are like, you know. <laughs> just try not to get fucking thrown. Thing is, I guess, like if they if they if they're seeing you out the door, they don't give a shit if you're a terrorist or not, right? That's how it works in America, I guess. Sure, plus or minus. Yeah, maybe plus or minus. <laughs> um, but yeah, that fucking the two the two that one stamp that Tunisia stamp, but before my passport switched over to the new one, I have that that caused me. The Americans didn't like the Tunisian stamp, was what I learned. Like, what um, is this exactly? Yeah, well, I'm just glad. I'm just lucky. I, I I had the fucking foresight to not let them stamp my passport in Cuba back in the day. Otherwise, I guess it would have been even more problems. But um, <clears throat> that's another story, I guess. <laughs> Should we get to but, Cosmos uh, stuff or want to skip it this week? What's happening, Cosmos? I mean, there was a there was. A, oh, wait, oh, wait, hang on. I know what I know what happened in Cosmos. You oh, you got something. I, I, got, I got something. I'm just I'm just very very. <laughs> We had a <laughs> quintuple tombstone. I think simultaneously, right? Is it? Is it? 
I, I, how so, do we score this though? Because so, it's- You I can keep pressing the button. You can keep you can keep hiding it. I can keep me, right? pressing the button. <laughs> total pain in the ass for me. Every one of those. Is is it is it really a quintuple if it's the same validator on five networks, or are we counting them individual vals? This is a point of order. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> is that a new uh, one? Ben Kingsley know. has the opinion. <laughs> I think that for us. Um, I mean, it's quite a philosophical question, really. Is it? it is is right? it? Is, deep. Are they all unique tombstone events? Are they all part of the same? I mean, I think they probably all count as the same tombstone. Just show, they? Just show us fucking layers. So, so which tombstones are you talking about? Uh, Nodist, I believe Nodist oh, tombstone yeah. on Five Networks due to a misconfiguration while rolling some validators. So, I, I think to, right. to to Usurper's point, it was actually all kind of the same. Um. The same incident. If you were, Maybe. if you were doing, if you're doing page duty, you probably have called it all the same incident. Um, the incident, like the underwhelming porcupine tree album, um, which I believe came up in conversation the other day. You can. I, I apologize as well to listeners. This is really peak exhaustion, me, and I've just had a sip of beer. So this is, this is going to be an off track podcast. I can feel it in my bones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be one of those. I mean, look, things that things that things are. We've we've had we've had a, a lot of fun, shall we say, over in another network as well the last week. So it's been it's been a fun week. We also found out um, fun fun fact. So bear in mind that um, Callum and I wrote a lot of um, uh, I wrote a lot of the documentation. Uh, or, or a good portion, a portion of documentation for for Cos- Cosmism 1.0, and Callum wrote Cosmism Hero to Zero, which is one of the like kind of definitive, I guess, guides to getting started with Cosmism. And we did the Cosmism for Dummies, sorry, Cosmism by Dummies um, YouTube series, which we st- I still get a load of messages about. You know, in terms of people getting started with Cosmism and um, uh, and, and whatnot. And so the two of us, I, I would like to think we kind of we're reasonably good at cosmism um we were very tired when we instantiated a contract last month and we uploaded the wrong version of the contract at using the wrong binary and the wrong configuration the triple threat um and only discovered it this week when we were just like okay there's actually a substantial amount of funds locked in that contract now because we just configured it fucking wrong and there's actually no recovery pathway for that um so that's yeah, fine we are that's yeah, fine Very we bad. Are this do? is this is this is fine dog with flames in the background um so we, so you know it's okay you know it's important to like recognize your mistakes and then like um come up with a, a path um forward we came up with the very grown-up idea to burn the funds um, because that's what that's what grown-ups would do. We realized the contract in question actually um, had a burn function, even though it didn't have the other functions we needed. It had a burn function. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're just going to torch the fucking lot, sweep, sweep it under the rug, and happy days. I think that's the the conclusion there is you win some, you lose some. You that's know. the grown-up thing to do. It's Yeah. Like the I mean, it's kind of like a hand. Yeah, no, there it doesn't like always a, go your way, man. It doesn't always go your way. That's what you learn in life. That's um, like the the cat on the string, JPEG, right? It's really what you you guys are. Just hang, hang in, in there. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like that's the it's my impression of the cat. <laughs> Hang in there. It really um, sucks when, when you're on a mutable type of structure to do that, right? You can't just like, hey, can we roll back the SQL database? Yeah, can we just can we just roll back the whole easier. chain to just fix this by the fuck up by one right. team who were a bit tired? Um, yeah. Yeah, so, so it was fun. Sporthy's dropped in here with a uh, with a comment. <laughs> of course, it has to be fucking Juno related. Uh, Juno GovProp incoming to recover tokens from the contract. Burn them. Burn them. <laughs> the, the contract. <laughs> Burn them. Oh, which, which contract? That's a spicy. That's spicy. Which contract? Are you talking about Prop 16? Because that's. Yeah, I'm talking about yeah, I'm thinking just, of it. I'm like, just let that thing just die in the shadows just don't ever talk about it just let it be don't don't bring it up so you i realized just how insane that situation was the last week because i was supposed to talk about this last week but i didn't because i'm an idiot i forgot i'd done it i went to i mean sporty might entirely not be talking about that no she's talking about you she's talking about like is there an income she's talking about prop to fuck (laughs) fuck your fuck up that's we've just we've just gone oh yeah yeah it's probably like prop 16 related yeah do I have to explain no, no, it? We've just, our, you know, we just, we just, we just fucked it up. It's probably, you know, it is definitely a problem <laughs> existing keyboard and chair. And the chair in question is probably this chair. The keyboard is this keyboard. So, you know, that's fine. We All right. So fine. hang on. Let's, let's, let's real talk for a second here. I, I need to apologize to Sporthy because. Because you wrote Sporthy. I did. You, we were supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> we, Today? We. No, no, no. We we were supposed last to have week. Sporthy on uh, last week or the week before. It was like the eighth or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I done fucked the eighth up. Was and not last week, my guy. No, no, it's like weeks ago. And it's, uh, I, 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 I was like, it's like the fifteenth today. And I was like, yeah, wait, that no, was like the tw- last week. <laughs> it's like it's like April now. <laughs> yeah, I I fucked up and um, cheers because I wasn't there and uh, you guys didn't remember. Uh, and so, oh, I like oh, the little, the little that? share of blame. There. <laughs> what was that? that was a little share of blame. <laughs> that was a little. Are you a parent? Because that was definitely a little. <laughs> hey, I, I put it in the group chat, I and I there. said that Sporty was booked in, and you guys didn't follow up. So, <laughs> um, so Sporty just said in the chat, Null rugged me on International Women's Day. Hashtag IWD. <laughs> I mean, I'm so that, on your the, the, the whole reason that um, Sporthy was coming on was um, to talk about like the uh, Women's Day and Cosmos, like women in Cosmos, and they've and they've validated. So I I, I really fucked that up. Um, yeah, multiple. <laughs> well, Sporthy, since you're in the chat, you should just probably come on next week. Yeah. And since the rest of us are in the organization here, uh, the organization process, we can probably not screw it up. Um, I mean, come on, come on right now if you want. DM me, I'll flick you the link. You're clearly fucking awake, so that's just it. I mean, everybody, just join in. You could have up to eight people on the stream. Yeah, like we've so, got a spare slot here in the in the screen. So. Okay, so back, so back to back, back to right, back, back to my point. My, my point was that right. Okay, <laughs> PTSD. What? <laughs> So, I, can't wait I was at this off. event, right? It was a, it was a scientific <laughs> scientific blockchain convention, essentially academics, right? An academic blockchain thing that happened to be 
in a city in the north of England. So I was like, sweet, I can get there. Awesome. Uh, cycled over, uh, like the like the full DJ and idiot I am, just like rocked up basically on the bike, locked up my bike, went in and was like, it's actually a bunch of academics talking about blockchain. And I'm just like an actual DJ and just sort of, you know, here. And it, I don't know, it really struck me just how like fucking insane, like everything that's happened in the last two years, like all that kind of stuff is genuinely insane when you go and look at like where like researchers are, what researchers are talking about. Researchers, are, there were all sorts of, I mean, I actually wrote down some of the talk, some of the, the paper abstracts. And I get that also, you know, if you're doing an abstract, if you're doing a paper, it takes some time to get it published and whatnot. So you know, there's a lead time on it. So stuff is going to be a little bit out of date, right? Um, but we're talking about like, um, yeah, like there was a thing about uh, blockchain, like using account, uh, oh, oops, just dropped a pen, um, using like um, carbon accounting on the blockchain for the construction industry. That's kind of your wheelhouse, I guess now. Um, like Solidity smart contract upgrade patterns, which I feel is very relevant as a Cosmism developer, not. Um there were okay two very very good abstracts from swiss guys kind of no surprise who um had this re- one of them had this really interesting thing about basically um platform volatility in lending protocols and how it was tied to inequality in token holding and you could basically show that the more big bag bag i mean it's kind of intuitively makes sense right the more big bag holders you have the more potential problems you have with any kind of DeFi protocol but in particular lending protocols and that was really really interesting um and the uh, and the hhi sh- uh, was correlated with the risk and so the hhi for from memory is also the one that people have been talking about in terms of decentralization of validator sets so there's yeah it's basically about concentration of deposits there's something interesting there um, versus, you know, like um, the Gini coefficient, right, which is normally used or, or maybe most commonly used to show inequality. Um, and there was some, uh, there was some enterprise stuff. There was some, um, there was a really, there was actually quite a, an interesting one about DAOs where they were basically like, yeah, basically nobody has really quantified how many DAOs are out there and who's being paid by them. And like, they just don't work like a normal employer. And there's this whole semi-hidden industry of people who are literally now being paid by DAOs that are just not in the employment statistics. And because everybody's like, yeah, no, it's being paid by a DAO. That's bullshit. But even in Ethereum, even in other ecosystems where <coughs> DAO tooling is less sophisticated, there are actually people being paid by DAOs. And there is a path to employment as well by DAOs, which is very, very different to a path to employment in traditional employment. And so this person was basically like a more of, I guess, a labor economist. And they were sort of like, nobody's really studied what the career path is if you want to be employed by a DAO, like how you even get employed. Nobody has like just written up a paper saying like, or well, maybe nobody has, but this was like, her thing was like, we actually need to kind of analyze how people end up employed by a DAO and how that employment works. Because we just don't know unless you work in that sector you just don't have any idea there's no visibility of this currently and yet it's clearly more and more people so that was kind of interesting i thought that was that was quite pertinent i guess you know to cosmos where everything is a DAO, like because even all the chains are DAOs, right um what so why, why were they so focused on employment or compensation what, what was that was it like a was it a compensation in crypto type of well, so they were kind of like, look, are you you know, if we if I was to say how many people work for startups in London, I could give you a pretty concrete number, right? 
um, just as like a labor market number as part of the overall like census or like an idea of how people work or what work people are doing in the economy, which is like, you know, important from a policy perspective or political perspective. And they were like, look, I, I can't tell you how many people are full time working for a DAO. Maybe it's none, you know, whatever. That is funny. Null's just fucked off. What? What? <laughs> He's like, yeah, fuck it. It's, so for those listening on a podcast player, Null just got up. Walked out of shot into an airstream trailer. Closed the door. <laughs> it's pretty fucking he's, random. He's right? gone. He's he's fully gone. Um, I thought that was a fake background. I didn't realize <laughs> so that was actually so an that. airstream trailer Maybe in that. a garden in California. That's Maybe there's amazing. A ch- there's like a Chick Fil A in there or something. Yeah. <laughs> who gives a shit um, about how many people are working full time for a Dow? I don't understand why that that's a yardstick at all. Like, who cares? Like, what? What is? Well, that? I think because this is recent. Because this is academic research, isn't it? So, like, you might do like. Um, any emerging market and say like, oh, policymakers consider this to be unimportant, but we've done some research that has shown that there are, you, you know, like maybe you do something on like informal employees in the economy. Like it, it would be, it, you could see like somebody doing a research paper as an economist on how many people work in the gig economy in London, right? That would be yeah. a valid yeah. research paper to say, hey, you know, policymakers think it's not that many people, but it's actually loads of people and here's the evidence. So I think it's that kind of context where, I think a lot of people who aren't in the space are like DAOs. Yeah, all right. And this yeah. this this person's basically been like, yeah, scoff all you like, but we actually just don't know the number and we don't really have a good way of finding out yet. And and you know, maybe it's an intractable problem, but I think it's a problem that, you know, there's a whole bunch of things that are very different, like stability and pay, path to employment. Um, and there's really no methodology for talking about it essentially and as labor economists we essentially need to come up with that methodology for describing how labor works in this new paradigm um where you can work a long time for free and they get paid retroactively and all sorts of other things which are quite not unique in the scope of all employment but quite unique in in terms of like general modern employment within a regulated economy um, so that was, I thought that was quite an interesting one. Um, and then there was okay. a really good, um, talk on the four types of stable coins and the, the various systematic risks associated with them. Wait, um, there's four types of stable coins. They categorize them as four main types, right? Where there's kind of, um, exogenous endogenous. So like internal, external stability mechanism, and then centralized versus decentralized. And they basically did um, a bunch of simulations on types of stable coins with those characteristics, like fed into a statistical model to see what would happen to them when faced with essentially like things like a bank run, essentially, or like a demand side pressure or a supply side. Uh, well, actually, you know, it would be supply side, it would be demand side pressure, um, and a variety of other things. And what they found, so um, an example. Wait, wait, let me guess. Let me guess. The uh, the centralized one was like the most stable. The exogenous centralized was the most stable. Yes. Of course. Um, (laughs) course. (laughs) Fucking surprise, surprise. Right. Right. But the decentralized ones weren't the most unstable. The most unstable was the centralized endogenous, for which their their market example was Terra, and Terra collapsed in exactly the same way their model predicted. Oh yeah, that's right. You showed me that, right? Um, I, I think I shared in the group chat. I shared a graph where it just shows like supply side pressure, and it shows um, I think Tether um, reacting to a demand side price, a demand side pressure, and it it kind of does a really weird wiggle, but it does eventually revert to the mean, given um, you know sui generis type um, mm-hmm. situations where there's not additional pressures, um, and where, whereas like 
US UST is just wham. It just like once the once it pushed past the point, it does collapse. Now the there so is also I, I feel like I don't need to point this out, but I recognize that without a meme graph. Yes, but of course the point of academic research is to prove it repeatedly that if you have a statistical model that you can feed inputs in within the range of any hypothetical stable coin there and it will collapse. Um, which the collapse is, of all stable coins. Since, Got it. Since, since you want somebody to say it, your degen tendencies are smarter than these academics. We all I understand think that's that. What, we, all agree, we all agree. Everybody on this, we all agree. Okay. I know that's what you want to hear before we can move on. We're in. Yeah. So Noel is smarter than the academics. Yes. Well Especially done, in these degen strategies. <laughs> Thumbs up, right? Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, Let's move on. So, so basically, the problem with the centralized ones is there's a higher risk of a bank run. Um, so that's why the uh, exogenous one, where there is external backing, the the fact that there is external backing, just the same as there is in, the, in a kind of traditional sort of central bank scenario, um, can mitigate the risk of a bank run essentially. Whereas the endogenous one, where it's basically just you know, collateralized by another fucking DJ and crypto coin or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, the centralization works against stability. Um, and, but then there's some interesting stuff that like, I, I didn't fully understand to be honest around the, there were some other examples like obviously die, right. But there also synthetics and stuff where they were giving examples of how you can build additional incentive mechani- mechanisms using over collateralization in a decentralized model. The problem with the decentralized model it's basically in all of their modeling, they were kind of like, you just need to over collateralize to a point that it begs the question, why bother? Other than the fact it is crypto versus a traditional, you know, central bank. So for, because it has for, to be so over collateralized. And the caveat underneath all of this is, of course, if you smash it with a big enough crisis, almost everything depegs, almost everything collapses because there is a point, there is a tipping point where a complex system cannot regain equilibrium. Right, but the, but they were modeling like a inbound impact and outbound impact, and then a total catastrophe, and then the catastrophe every time, you know. But it's it, also it, like it's par- partially due to like a loss of confidence too, right? Yeah, it's not like I mean, there's a yeah, there's there's obviously a point where essentially confidence collapses to the point the thing hits zero anyway, right? Which is if you're a government with a central currency, there is a way of coming back from that, um, but. You know there is no way of coming back from that with something that is relying on a trustless system. Um, so that was kind so of interesting. For for the viewers, can you explain the difference between androgynous and the other thing that you've been saying? <laughs> so basically, androgynous <laughs> was the way David Bowie presented during the Ziggy Stardust era of his career, and to some extent, the Thin White Duke era. Um, you know when he was moving into the Berlin years. Um, what was the question? Difference between androgynous and the other word that you've been saying. Uh, okay, so endogenous and exogenous is basically just about how the uh, how the thing is collateralized, is my understanding. So one of them is kind of external from the crypto ecosystem, and one of them is internal. Uh, but uh, I guess there's degree, right, there's right. degrees of that, aren't there? Because there's like literally collateralized by your own fucking coin, and then there's collateralized by a basket of coins, um, which. So I think um, I think the distinction on say synthetics is my understanding anyway of synthetics is it's collateralized by a basket of things as well as being decentralized and is synthetics synthetics are collateralized by nothing just hopes and dreams. Well, other crypto coins, right? 
Oh, sorry. I thought you meant like uh, synthetic uh, representations of like with an axe, you know, Tesla. <laughs> no, with, with an axe. It's a brand. Yeah. Okay. No. Um, b- before we get too far down the uh, the old podcast line today, I just want to point out that you have neglected to share with us a uh, passage from your Twitter handbook of random oh, Twitters. That shit. Really? Did we we ditch that? Did we? Like when did four- we ditch that? Like a month ago. No, good point. Good point. Like, no, like s- seven right. cities ago for you. Was I not here? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here we go. Uh, wow. Okay. So th- I've landed on a page, which it just has a picture of what I presume is drill there with the sunglasses in Master Chief's armor. Oh. The title of the page and the section of the book is Halo. And it says, my Christ, I am invigorated. Using my new official Old Spice Dr. Pepper Halo 3 exfoliating forehead wax. This is God. This feeling is God. Like, so I'm with you, sir, but let's, uh, let's burn that book. You, 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 <laughs> you just brought it back. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, the, the, the following tweet is, there's a rumor that Master Chief will take <laughs> off his mask and reveal that he is the BTK killer. Do not do this. It would be disrespectful to the Halo. That's better. Amazing. 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 So, um, so back uh, to the, the, fi- the fi- So the final interesting, the final oh, funny yeah. thing that happened at this conference, right, was that somebody did an NFTs talk where they were talking about social impact and sustainable finance NFTs, and you're just like instant eye roll, right? And my f- uh, my favorite thing, but before I was just sat there as somebody who's worked as a data engineer, I was like, I just don't understand why any of these use cases would just not be a database. Like you don't need NFTs, you don't need the blockchain, and the like the 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 crown jewel of the things that they and I don't mean to just bash on this academic right because I think they mean well, but they the kind of like the the example they gave was the WWF, um, not the wrestling um, Tombstone, oh. but no way, um, but the the pandas the 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 WWF organization the the, the ecology charity their NFTs which were launched um, earlier this year. Um, and the fun thing about that is that I don't think the academic mentioned this, but of course that um, launch was so botched and so controversial that it came up in the in the British Parliament um, because so it's kind of complicated. This is like obviously the biggest wildlife charity in the world, I think the biggest. Um, Probably, but yeah. the patron of the charity is uh, Prince now King Charles. Right. So although they're like these fucking hippies, basically, and academics who work on ecology restoration, they have this weird sort of connection with the British aristocracy and the British like upper class. Like it's it's kind of like they've been grandfathered in, right? And so and those people care about them for whatever reason. They're like, ah, oh, Green Party scum, uh, Greenpeace scum. Oh, but WWF are respectable people who wear shirts, shirts and ties and care about the loss of chaffinches from regional woodlands. Ha ha. I don't know. I don't know, pretend, pretend to understand it, but there is some acceptance of their cause in the British establishment, right? And so the fact that they just issued NFTs, it was apparently this really con. It was in this was in all the papers in the UK anyway. There was it had not been signed off by everybody, right? Shall we say? And it got to the point that people were asking questions in Parliament, being like, "What are these crypto NFTs from from 
establishments that we all know and trust. And it, it got completely out of hand and the whole project was pulled because they were like, this is a total disaster. Um, so yeah, that was kind of funny because I was like, oh, they're using an example that was literally in the papers as a massive clusterfuck um, and a public, a real public catastrophe. It's, it's still a stupid It's such a cover. fine line between stupid and, and clever. Yeah, it's just a little turnabout. It's a little turnabout. <laughs> it's just a little, a little it's like a fine line. It's just so, um, yeah. So I was like, I was like, what? ah, you may have a point, but that's probably not the example to use was my, um, was well, my conclusion on that. So I can't buy a cross river gorilla for 340 USDC though. There's still some available. How are these still available? Two twenty one. Well, because I think they got. Let's I think go. they got. I think they got launched, and then the whole thing turned into like a cl- uh, clusterfuck. And, uh, and so the they pulled this? their involvement. But I think they were already out in the wild, as it were. They'd already re- rewilded those N- NFTs. They're out there. Um, yeah. Yeah. These. Uh, um, looking for a kangaroo. So I can send it to Noel. That's the one. In so, the wild. That's the no, one. Uh, yeah. So, so it's like, but I think the conclusion from this though, is like, (laughs) there was a lot of stuff where it, it just felt like literally the, the daily stupidity and degeneracy that we call our lives now, um, is quite a long way ahead of where people outside of the space think the space is, (laughs) Is um, better or worse. I don't know. I don't, I honestly don't know. But like, it was one of those, like in the break, I was talking to somebody and they were like, Oh, you know, what are you researching? I was like, oh, I'm actually just kind of came along to have a look. Like, I mainly work in the Cosmos ecosystem, and they're like, "Oh, what's that?" And I'm like, "It's pretty fucking small market cap compared to Ethereum, but yeah, some funny things have happened." And they were like, "Well, yeah, but everything's presumably like really small fry." And I was like, "I don't know, man. We had a governance dispute over 120 million dollars last year, which was resolved with a smart contract," and they were like. 120 million dollars i was like something like that yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah i don't know it was all a bit of a blur because it's quite stressful as you can imagine <laughs> and they were like really and i was like yeah i mean this is like this this stuff seems to happen all the time we just, <laughs> we just burned it what are you doing yeah. what did you do last year yeah we just we lit it on fire in front of their eyes it was just fucking set on fire. We just said fuck you that was it um, exactly like and and they were just like oh funny you didn't hear about that and it's like, no. <laughs> didn't you? No. <laughs> no you didn't no you didn't i mean you could have done it was on coindesk we got a very bad write-up as i recall um for the whole experience i think my, I think um, my attorneys had a blog post on it <laughs> do you know what sure. it's, it's it, like at the risk of being like him knows the legal the legal advice podcast um our lawyers um our lawyers sent us a, a quite interesting article on the legal status of DAOs in the united kingdom the other day because obviously they helped us with uh, some of the thinking around the the how DAO and whatnot and there has recently actually been a consultation um with businesses on their opinions on essentially what how DAO should be treated moving forward and they're starting to publish some like preliminary information on how um DAOs will be sort of treated moving forward and um yeah it's kind of interesting i don't think they've got it right of course nothing's ever going to be are, right, but are, are people <laughs> required to like periodically ask is this a DAO? Um, yeah. That is actually the first line in the recommendation uh, position <laughs> piece. It's uh, it has the meme. Is this a um, dab? It has the meme. 
Yeah, it says this is this has been contributed by an industry partner. Um, Envoy Labs have have contributed this to our consultation. <laughs> um, yeah, no, sadly not. But um, but yeah, I know. I think the thing that like the thing that I guess came out of all of that was just the the extent to which, like you know, going back to even the academics, right, who are I guess presumably thinking about this stuff a lot. Um, either they're very, very deep in the detail on one thing, or they are still quite like a high level of like, oh, hypotheticals of what you can do with this thing. Right, right. And there's like, they were talking about use cases where they're like, oh, maybe in two years we'll see something, something, something. And I just was thinking, oh, you could write that in Cosmosm in a weekend, like if you wanted to. It's just there's no money in it. So why would you do that? Like, (laughs) um, This idea that you've come up with, we've already shit down the dream because it makes nothing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Keep going. Like we've already, we're past that. We've already realized that that makes nothing. So keep going. Yeah. We're we're already at a point where you can design, (laughs) develop and deploy a, an economic system in a weekend. Right. If you want to, um, it's just that your idea is bad. (laughs) Tried it. <laughs> that's why nobody's done it yeah, exactly. and in fact yeah. actually somebody, somebody probably already has done it in cosmos <laughs> and you just don't know about it because you guys are all looking at ethereum um because you actually don't know all that much about the crypto space and to be fair like look we don't know everything that it's happens early. in the cosmos yeah, yeah. like we can't keep track of everything that happened in the cosmos so like you know uh i mean as a validated company we're only in two ecos and i already find it exhausting to keep track of what's happening in each one so like i understand um but it does remind remind me i guess like of how i think we just sort of take it for granted like we just like oh this is just what life is like all this insane bullshit all the time um and it's just like hey this is normal and then you you take a step back and you look at people whose job is to analyze things professionally and write like a measured take on what is actually happening for consumption by people in 50 years time. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 We are a super early and B this stuff is super insane. Like it's, that's some, uh, that's some quality analysis. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you don't need to go to an academic um, conference to be like, we're early and this stuff is mental. Obviously that's kind of a given. Um, but like, you know, again, like, and, the, the sadly the person doing the DAO stuff was actually calling it otherwise i would have been like hey do you know dow dow because there's like payroll stuff coming in 2.1 uh like in two weeks time you should just like check it out oh my god you just like look at which wallets are doing it um yeah i don't know hey uh, so uh related unrelated um dow dow v2 has launched 2.1 2. 2 point yeah sorry 2.1 uh the dow dow has been like upgraded to that so you know if you run a dow go ahead and fucking yolo that's awesome i i heard in the uh actually no one's there you what yeah uh, something so partial maxer said in the chat the paper on how early we are will be released too late <laughs> i believe <laughs> that's fucking awesome <laughs> I, I actually submitted a, an abstract brief um, for the 2025 edition of the Journal of the British Blockchain Association for We Are Early, a study in earliness, and uh, we'll see how it goes. They, they didn't seem to like it. I, I don't know. Just, a study in earliness. <laughs> a study in earliness. The great, the great thing about the great thing Look, about I'm the, not, I'm not a great comedy writer. If I was, I would be here. 
the ugly, great news about being dirty. too early is things like Dow get overlooked because in four years from now, somebody releases on a different chain one tenth of the functionality that exists today and totally goes blows up because it yeah, was the right we release at the right time and it was the right, right? Like you, that, those things have to align for that success to happen. And well, uh, there's that saying, isn't there? Like there's nothing more frustrating than being, than being, um, was it than being five minutes too late other or being a year too late other than being five years too early years something too early. like that that's right yeah something i don't know somebody yeah, yeah. can somebody might know the exact quote i've probably butchered it but yeah it's kind hey, of unclear at this point which so also unrelated related Jesus. um <laughs> we uh we're getting requests for the stickers usurper from uh you know the the wag wag g hmm. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I, we'll, I have, we have a pl we have a ton and we have them on like three or four continents, right? Like we're pretty good yep. on if people, if people want them in Europe, um, don't do that. Don't, don't, just, just send, don't send do an that. Send an email to like, <laughs> I want that. a fucking sticker at bigballsblockchain.com and <laughs> we'll figure it out and we will make it happen. With your address and uh, and yeah, I know private key, physical address, <laughs> mnemonic, exactly. I need both those things. Send you, send you mnemonic. We'll we'll get it. We'll make it happen for no, you. No, we we will we will make it happen. We have we have tons of good stickers and and uh, we haven't been talking about merch for a long time. We should actually come up with something. I feel like I've we said just... it before. I've said it before. I'll say it again. The the baby grow has been a staple. It's it's a really good size <laughs> if you have an underweight baby. That for people in the US, that's a onesie. If, if you have an underweight baby, <laughs> well, you, yeah, but if you had if you had a normal weight baby, baby, you could just. I mean, and to be fair, it looks like it's scaling with the child. Like, if you well, had an under, stretch. An, an overweight baby, you could use it for socks. He's no longer underweight, but it still fits. It's just it was one of the only ones that did fit when he was underweight. I love it. So, has the has the the babies developed the thickness? Um, yeah, they get really chonky quite quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, would be my yeah, review. Yeah. My review, of babies. <laughs> would be my review. Um, Listen, little man, seven out, seven out of ten would baby again. I don't Which know. Man? I only really my, my review of babies get chonky real quick, get chonky, yeah. mm -hmm. chonkier than you think. Um, chonkier than you think. You, you get a bit more sleep than you think, but the the grind of not quite getting enough sleep is very long. Yeah. It, it's, it's fun. Like the first month, right. Then you're like, Holy shit, this isn't going to go on. This is life now. <laughs> this, is, this is just life now. When do they and sleep like, through the night? Yeah. You're kind of just like, Oh yeah. Like the, the thing that really gets me is like, you keep talking to people and you're just like, yeah, you know, you know, four weeks, five weeks, whatever the number keeps going up and they're just, and you're just like, yeah, at some point though. And people are just like, not really. Yeah. You're yeah. like, yeah. Two, two good, guys, excellent. I'm, no, 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 not that. Listen, sleep training, like we were, we were ridiculously structured on sleep training. That was really my wife. So we were, and sleep training is a real thing. Like th that term, like look it up and like, like people have a lot of, there's a lot of I've different. Got, I've, I've, I've already, believe me, I've read a book now. It's a real I'm thing. Like, yeah. The shit needs to like happen. You have to train. The second you can. Like you think like kids like realize how to sleep. They don't like, you really need to be able to do that. And he's still young. Like it doesn't matter. It's, this is later. But later, because they'll, they'll like move forward and they'll regress, right? Because they're like, oh, we're past this. Like you can sleep for five hours. And then next thing you know, you have like three weeks of like up every two hours just to piss you off, right? Um, 
So yeah. like there's, there's at some point. That was you basically like, last night. Where's yeah, the, like, you're going to have good nights the, and bad nights, right? Was the, yeah. Hey, hey, how's it going, everybody? I'm just going to let you know I'm still here. <laughs> like, were you getting comfortable? Do, do you know what the funny yeah, thing is, Frey? Is that you look decidedly less fucked right now than what you have <laughs> during like several other like uh, blockchain related events. <laughs> well, I think it's because there is a bunch of stuff where essentially as soon as the baby arrived, I had to just be like, I can't do this anymore. I'm not going to do it anymore because it's fucking, you know, I, there's, there's, I, I don't know how to explain. I don't have to explain it really. I'm just, I'm a genius. You're a fucking one because you'll never see me again. It's basically just that. Like, uh, <laughs> it comes a point where you're just like, I can only do what I can do, man. And um, I'm not going to do do that other shit anymore. So I'm just going to try and take it a bit easier. Yes, 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 yes. Be editing this episode for a fucking. Every, so for those listening, every time we press one it's of the soundboard things, ass. it makes it basically cause like a break in the timeline or something like that. Yeah, so Usurper has yeah. to then go and edit yeah. it's like back in the fucking thing that we just did. I have five five minutes left with my children every time that you hit that button. You hit yeah. it again. So the fact that I kept hitting the the, the, the tombstone button earlier was very welcome. Like hundred percent welcome in the grander scheme of things. Um I feel bad about that now. I'm sorry man. That was That's that was right. not cool. It's that was good. not cool. It's all good. Um so, I don't feel bad at all. Uh, Fuck yeah. your time. <laughs> no regrets. Nothing. <laughs> that's that's the Australian way. That's the Australian way. Um, I mean, to be fair, it's probably actually the British way as well, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's just like we actually regret nothing, but we just sort of pretend. We just like sort of. There's just like a a, a sense of malaise, you sent of depression, people of sadness on a boat to a different continent <laughs> for stealing bread. <laughs> you asshole. Is that what it was? Uh, quite yeah and she like you know sheep rustling stuff like that it was um, stealing bread it's pretty bad I mean, or like you know looking at in hindsight probably called countess wrong or whatever yeah i mean look that, uh, lucrative I, I, steal I'm a loaf not, of bread I'm get not, the not, fucking get a plot i'm not an academic of that period of british history so i couldn't tell you exactly what the many pressures were that led to the the conclusion that those were good policies but if i had to put my finger in the air i would imagine it is the you know perpetuation of the same ruling class that took control of the country in 1066 essentially and wished to perpetuate their rule forever historians of historians of english history prove me wrong anyway okay um, historians of English history. It's yeah. it's yeah, whatever. Welcome to Game of Notes, a weekly podcast English on land rights and land use in the United Kingdom <laughs> of use. Great Britain and Northern Ireland. <laughs> um, presented to you by independent validator teams <laughs> um, and class warriors. <laughs> oh shit. Um well, there, when there, there is there is an interesting sense, right, in which America there's a lot of land to go around, right? And you have a lot Still. of problems. You have a lot of problems, and no you know problem. you did you did fuck the Native Americans out of the good land. That that was a thing, mm-hmm. um, but there is like this sense in which you can still just like get usable land to do stuff on. Whereas, like in the UK, there's so little land that it still is the case that if you own the land, you just in a very real sense just own what's going on. 
like the biggest landowners are still the aristocracy. <laughs> it's just like astonishing to me. Like it's like yeah. this big thing. We just don't really talk about how like land rights. Well, I mean, maybe we do talk about it. I feel like we don't. We just don't talk about how like we're just still the same country we've been for like 500 years because the every time there's a change in 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 like the wind the 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 people who have always been in charge just grandfather in the new people and just continue as before and maybe that's the same in every political system i guess there's never only ever there's never revolution really only evolution unless you're the french and you guillotine everybody which gotta say it might be the move <laughs> hey, maybe that's maybe that's the universe brain move. I mean, like you got to hand it to the Bolsheviks, right? They got the Tsar. They were like, our position is tenuous. Maybe, maybe we're going to be in a position where we want to trade them back. We might, you know, there might be some political deal, which means they're taken mm-hmm. back or whatever. I just shot them. Just take that, take that shit off just, the table. Just, 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 just end the bloodline. You know. Um, I mean, it's pretty brutal. I mean, in some cases, it probably makes a lot of sense. I mean, that used to be the way, right? You wanted to stop a bloodline, you just fucking kill everyone. You stopped it. Yeah, I think that's maybe in my head a little bit because I rewatched June at the weekend. Um, you I, rewatched I June because the new one's coming out soon? Uh, partly the reason, but also because I, I, I watched like a short documentary on how they did the sound design for it and like the various techniques and stuff. And it, it was very interesting. Anyway. And I was just like, mm, it was a really good soundtrack. I want to hear it again. So watch the film. And it kind of reminded that is, me like that. That's the most bizarre reason I've ever heard for rewatching a film. <laughs> it's like, oh, I heard film. something about the fucking film track. I better, better rewatch well, that just to verify. It's a great, it's a great fucking soundtrack. I like I like Don't trust, I'm verify. <laughs> mate, I'm literally a music journalist. Of course I like music. Of course I like soundtracks. Anyway, whatever. Um the point is, the thing uh, like the thing that struck me on this rewatch is how like the when the heart when the Harkonnens okay, spoilers, uh when the Harkonnens come in and fuck everything up, how it literally is, like that is exactly how the destruction of a royal house in say like European antiquity would have been. Um, you know. It's just like, oh no, you lost. So everything's fucked now. We're going to kill all the peasants. We're going to kill all your soldiers. We're going to kill all your retainers. We're going to burn down everything. Those really expensive trees you had, we're going to burn them down. We actually quite like those trees, but we're going to burn them down anyway, just out of fucking principle. And, and you're like, oh gosh, it seems a bit severe. And then you're like, yeah, the Romans like salted the earth at, at, um, at Carthage after the Second Punic War, right? Okay. So for those, for those, I've just obviously just stopped them in kind of, yeah. So for those, again, listening, listening later, Ben Davis, the comment was, this is dangerously like the master and commander shit. Well played. You are correct. <laughs> which, which plagued the back. first, the first six months of uh game of notes. <laughs> it's a great film. It's a great film. And you know how long ago that was? Well, okay. That was like six months ago, but it was a long time ago. We've had a lot of episodes of this podcast now. You, yeah, some that, somebody that at some point, there's going to be an academic. There's going to be an academic tracking the social history of the blockchain blockchain ecosystem in Cosmos via the medium of the podcast game of knows. It's going to come full circle, my friend. They're going to find <laughs> this it, episode and they're going to go, "Oh, right. that's a bit of a shame." They're being nasty about people like me, it? and and all, that all future, that's going to, that to come out of that study. Thing. The only thing that'll come out of that study is the definitive list of tombstones. Of tombstones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that this would be a great paper, this. to be fair. Um, <coughs> the only Cosmos I, piece we've had in this. To be fair to that researcher, and if you are listening in the future, we have no problem with academics, obviously. You are, as far as I can tell, lovely, lovely people. 
Um, sorry if there was any Wrong. indication contrary, con- to the contrary during this podcast. It's been a long winter. And we don't just mean the crypto winter. It's been a long, cold, dark winter, more generally, <laughs> in the Northern Hemisphere. Gosh, it has. Oh, my goodness. Thank goodness we're, we're nearly in April when it finally starts to get a bit light. Oh you know, God. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go from winter in the states to winter in Australia. You are, yeah, yeah. you're going right, yeah. Although All it looks I've like seen winter, is winter yeah. for like the last fucking year, <laughs> mate. No, your winter is not like the winter no. in the north yeah. of England. Like the, the winter that's behind you is sunshine, right? We don't get fucking sunshine this, for six this months. This is of the, the year. only fucking sunshine I have seen in like nine months. Get out of here. Nine months. You live in Australia. That is not plausible or correct. We can literally, okay. If we had enough viewers, if we were like one of those, you know, those big gamer channels with like loads and loads of viewers on YouTube, I'd be like, I'd be like, guys, go back and clip, go back and clip a clip of of when Noel was in the sunshine from the last year. Go show me, and uh, people would just like send in hundreds of clips on YouTube Shorts, mocking you, mocking you, just laughing at you. That's what. What an asshole! He's been in the sun the whole year. What an asshole! Yeah, um, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, to be fair, compare we 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 don't need any part of that. The drama associated with those YouTubers seems to be like, although a lot of it they do bring on themselves, as far as I can tell. I'm not an expert on it. But I think it that's what like drives the uh, listeners, right? I mean, it's what kind of like it's built around that. Yeah, I I follow. I vaguely followed like a a, hit, a hitman speedrunner niche, you would think, but quite with quite a lot of followers. And I, you know, I haven't obviously had the time in like the last six months really to watch any shit. And so I just saw their name came up the other day and it was of course in like a scandal, like a cancel gate type thing where they had um, been doing a stream and they just like flicked between tabs and there was just like, and it was like, it was something really actually quite really bad, like super unpleasant. It was like AI generated porn of colleague streamers or something like yeah it was like it was like really actually like you know massive breach of trust bad stuff and i was like oh gosh stop paying attention to the internet for five minutes and that's oh, what gosh. happened yeah it's like ah well i guess i guess i won't be enjoying that content when i finally get a chance to watch youtube again whenever that is <laughs> Ben Ben Davis with the only comments in the last half an hour. The chain halt helped with your viewership. That's true. I think our biggest our biggest episode by viewers was the Juno chain. The restart. No, it was the restart. Yeah. The restart. Which never happened. It was just the circle. Which ironically (laughs) it was a rug pull, wasn't it? Because we promised we promised um, a chain gets revived or your money back. And no (laughs) chain was revived. And a lot of money was returned. A lot of money, as I recall, it was very, it was very financially ruinous for the whole endeavor. Um, that was the one where we just called up all of the Dow Dow lot in Portland, wasn't it? And they were just all in a big house hanging out, and they oh, just yeah. sort of just randomly yeah. joined throughout the throughout the whole thing. Was that um, in Portland? I think place? so. I think so. I would have thought it would have been in like San Fran or something. You know what? There is something a little bit like it, this is crazy, right? I feel like genuinely, like the the period of time that Juno, for example, or any of the main Cosmos chains, because like for me, Juno and Stargate are launched in the same month, so it's all a bit jumbled for me. But like, I genuinely feel like it's only been like less than two years, and it feels like a thousand. It does feel like five or six years of my life 
like the the compaction of time it's like you know general relativity the faster the closer you get to the speed of light um as soon as you drop out from that you're like oh 100 years have passed you know <laughs> um i do feel like there's an element of that where i was just like i was thinking about like the number of people that have joined and exited the project or validators or applications or anything like that they're not even around anymore um is like pretty crazy pretty crazy like has it it seems like it's been that much of a well maybe in juno but it doesn't seem like it's been that much of a flux in juno but it could be yeah i mean i guess it depends i guess it depends which contingent of people you mean maybe not validators so much as like there's a lot of people who i guess i talk to on a daily basis or worked with maybe Mm -hmm. over the past couple of years who just just not even in some cases not even in crypto anymore um you know be that from market pressures be that from other things be that things going wrong can't blame for that Right. you know no. um but it, yeah i know it just it does feel like a long time and a lot of churn whenever i kind of reflect on that yeah yeah it does are there any comments on the all uh <clears throat> aib i don't really know the whole story there it sounded like they were so well, the way i understand it which i don't you know well say for first uh ben davis asked care to risk a hot take on AIB bridging a lawsuit against an ex-employee who wanted to work on a fork. I don't know the details, so I, I don't know if that's 100% correct, but anyone. Got so as I understand it, the, um, so, okay. Allow me to choose my words very carefully. Mm-hmm. As I understand it, mm-hmm. allegedly, um, AIB has brought a lawsuit in New York against Great. The former employee who first made a Twitter post about uh, Denis Fedeyev's desire to work on something that he was not technically allowed to in his contract, although it was open source. It was open source, but he was not technically allowed to fork it and work on it as a result of his previous employment contract with AIB. Um, Meaning he was a full-time employee or an employee under contract. He was an ex-employee, I think, but still bound by the same employment contract. Oh, so he had a, he had a non-compete or some sort of structure. Yeah, something like that. So he had, uh, I think place. he he some had asked to say to, to to yeah to work on the open source um, software. But he was no and longer. I, are you sure he's not? Like, he's, he was not an employee. I don't think he was an employee anymore. No. Oh, um, but but like you know you 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 quite often have. It's very very common for corporate contracting. You have a six or twelve month non-compete on any yeah, clause not, you you sign. Well, here in the US, they're not, they're, not, they're not enforceable. Yeah, I mean, they're not particularly enforceable in the UK either, but y- you, you have to sign them. It's, you, you sign it, you move on. Anyway, um, but, but the thing is, like, nobody ever tries to enforce them. That's the thing. Like, literally, nobody no, ever does. Oh, I, I got sued for that. I mean, yeah, oh, absolutely. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they, they, they can try to be enforceable. I mean, here in the US, it might be different elsewhere, but the core of it is you cannot stop someone from trying to earn to provide for him, him or herself or their family. So, as long as it's not in, if you're creating competition, as long as you're not stealing IP, as long as you are, if you are creating a more competitive environment and you are learning what you learned at company A to go create or start or even go to company B to create competition, there's no court here that would stop to do that unless you're stealing things. If you're stealing IP and you're saying, hey, I'm taking this and I'm going to go somewhere else, I'm going to go recreate this with this kind of like intellectual property. That absolutely, you can absolutely get sued. I mean, you can look at there's tons of fucking 
cases. Yeah, I could that. imagine that that would be the case. Yeah, yeah. Like, or, or if you're still in customers. The other thing is, well, two things. One is if you're still customers, like I have a good relationship with customer A, I'm going to go to, co- I'm going to go to company B, I'm going to go recruit this customer. The courts do not like that because then you're taking money out. You're taking basically food out of somebody else's mouth because of a relationship that that's not cool. And the other thing is stealing employees. Employees are incredibly hard to hold on to. And so if you are like underhand in recruiting somebody, that is also something that you could say that is very easy. But if you say, hey, I learned this stuff at company A, I'm going to go start my own thing or I'm going to company B. I'm going to use what I learned. I'm going to go compete against company A. Nobody will go against that. Like that is that is. Yeah, that's kind of my understanding here as well. Like if you if you literally you contract with a company via, say, a third party, and then you cease working for the third party, and then you approach the other company to get a contract, that is very much enforceable. Um, Anything other than that kind of level of, like, directly, I'm going to stop working for you and go to them directly, is essentially unenforceable, is is my understanding, because it's just, like, normal business practice, as long as it's, you know, not taking the piss, I believe, is the legal term. but yeah, in this in this case, ah. and if and if the source is open source, meaning like an organization has said, "Hey, we are giving this back," and I'm not sure what license that's under, but assuming that company B or wherever this person left to, and they're not they're not violating the agreement of how they are utilizing that source, I'm not sure what what argument is here, other than unless again, unless there's other intellectual property that that person is taking to say. Hey, this is something I learned that is uniquely covered under IP, whether that be customers or whether that be something else that can be enforceable in some sort of way. But so I didn't, I didn't really, I mean, AIB's approach and like, Hey, you know, we got, we got to stand up and everything else. I mean, I mean, honestly, um, usually you would not go public with that type of thing. Like if you're going to sue an ex-employee because you think there's an issue there, you're not like going to Twitter with it, (laughs) but I don't know. Yeah, as I, I suspected, know. it's Apache Apache two point zero is the license. Okay, on, so, on Starport Ignite. It just means um, they, what does that mean? They can't they can't take that source and they can't resell it, right? That's basically what it is. They can't uh, resold. I think you can resell it commercially as much as you like. I think you just have to reprint the um, the same license. I think that's so somebody else can fork that. Whatever you create, whatever you create off that has to be public. Number one, right? I think. And then somebody else can fork you and do whatever, right? Like it's basically the idea. Yeah. So whatever. the Apache license is a permissive. I'm going to read the Wikipedia here. The Apache license is a permissive free software license written by the Apache Software Foundation. It allows the users to lose, use the software for any purpose to distribute it, modify it, distributed modified versions mm-hmm. of the software under any terms of the license without concern for royalties. Um, it's does not require derivative works to be distributed using the same license. It requires application of the same license to all unmodified parts in every license file, original copyright, patent, trademark and attribution notices must be preserved. If a notice file is included as any part of a distribution of the original work, the derivative works must include a readable copy of those notices within a notice file. Um, but these do not modify the license, um, and there can be no patent litigation after the fact unless explicitly stated off. Otherwise, any contribution submitted by a licensee to a licensor will be under the terms of the license without any terms conditions. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Essentially, essentially, yeah. 
it's it's just it's a relatively straightforward um open source license with some sensible guardrails around it that is over and above the mit license but you might think about it as like for the purposes of can you make it commercial can you work on it is it permissive yeah it doesn't seem to be hugely different from something as permissive as the mit license would be Right. And I know AIB also talked about some sort of like disparagement or something else against against themselves or whatever else. Like I that, think the that, defamation was the thing that they were that, that's upset a, that, about. That's a real concern. And if they if they think that like whatever's being said is is number one, if they can prove that it's untruthful and they can prove that it's actually in, and they can claim some sort of damage associated with that, I mean, which I think would be really difficult in web three, but whatever. But if you're if you're proving to say, hey, we, you know, this is our growth in terms of stakers, and we have X Y Z, and it's going lower than that, and so therefore you're costing us money, like that's a real that that's a real it's a real number, and a, a court might hear that. But I think getting to that point is, you know, that seems like a kind of a stretch to get to a point where you're gonna get a jury to understand what the fuck is going on here. But, I uh, I think uh, I think importantly, like one of the one of the notes is that it was not taken like very uh well by the community i guess doesn't matter in in general yeah i mean it's just it's it's interesting like to watch the uh the whole saga play out over time and um yeah i mean it's just they don't seem to have like a lot of support at all in uh, across like the community does it i mean again that doesn't that doesn't really matter like the it, it really in the court matter. of law, it doesn't matter, but it, yeah. it's interesting to watch from like a, as a by, bystander sure. perspective. Yeah, but the- I think a, like a personal take would be like if somebody wants to kind of bait me into it. I like obviously this. I don't have any. You know, I think it, you should just kind of let devs work on open source software. That's obviously my opinion. Like it's a kind of no skin off my nose approach. You know, like the bar. You know, the Barbara Streisand effect thing you know, where you try and bury the, the evidence of the big mansion and everybody just posts pictures of it on the internet. Like it, 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 it's not like, I'm obviously not like one of the things about British law. I like the least is defamation law because it's primarily designed to protect the interests of a moneyed upper class who have more money than anybody else. And like, this seems like, you know, (laughs) Any big company obviously has more money and more resources and more lawyers than any yes. individual employee. Sure. Um, this is why we have unions, right? But this is the extent to which AIB must have more money than anybody that could stand up to them is probably disproportionate to a ridiculous degree. Like even if you had a union, even if you had some other body that you could sort of look to for arbitration, I doubt that they could stand up to anything that could be thrown at you. Yeah. So it is like really it something where it's so uneven always is going to stick in your craw. I think is the, is the first observation, um, you know, without really taking a side on it. I just think like whenever it's just somebody punching down, it's just a bad look. And it's just my opinion, yeah, not sure. opinion of our company, not opinion of anything else. Certainly not opinion. You know, that's just a, just a personal observation. I think punching down generally looks bad. And you know, the second thing is just, we're trying to get people to come and build in this ecosystem. Um, and what we've, what you see time and time again is that like specifics of an issue don't tend to matter so much as the optics of an issue and the optics of this issue. Um, and this is, again, this is not my personal issue. This is what other people have said to me. This is what people have, because people have asked us to talk about this on game of nodes. And I was a bit like, 
but like the the overall impression i think that people have by and by could be wrong this is just the the take that i've been given by other people is that this is basically an organization that's supposed to be a leader in the cosmos suing a dev yeah i mean this this is also a bear market issue right if if the bull is going on and they're making a shitload of fucking money and all this type of stuff i i think that they kind of let the slide or they find it do it in a way that's not as so as visible or something but i i agree like this it's it's a bit petty for an organization and and in the the real real question of how many how much actual damages are they feeling because of this i think is probably more in marketing terms it's not necessarily in terms of in terms of the damages things. they're looking for is like $150,000 and i'm like you why even bother honestly you're doing more reputational damage by Seriously. taking this lawsuit like, than, than, than this? anything that happened before totally. that. like why would you look at their this? Like, their one tweet was like more fucking reputational damage than easily. what yeah, the, like the outfall of them fucking doing workers, right? Allegedly or to- whatever, you know. Totally agree. Like what? Yeah, why, or, or whatever, allegedly and stuff. Like there has to be an. I mean, like on any on any on any sort of legal um, movement, you you have to look at it and say, what is the ROI in this type of structure, right? Like, are we really making anything? And anybody who's this is con- can I just observe to the listeners? This is why Usurper yeah. is like Loki, the smartest guy here. Is not, that we're, we're all just like, not, oh, this is a complicated issue. And it's like, but, but what is the ROI on this legal well, move? But anybody's been But if you've been in the cosmos is, for if you've been in the cosmos for ten fucking minutes, right, you would know this is not the right move. Right? Like you would look at it and say, What's the ROI on like are we actually so what are we are we making a statement we're gonna we're gonna increase our, our worth because of getting the, the community all fucking pissed at us about suing in this type of situation? Or you just say Let's just see if we can go to arbitration. Let's see if we can maybe make some make some things to say that this does not go forward. If they really feel there's damages here, but they go after one hundred fifty thousand dollars, like what? What are you doing? Like that? That doesn't make any sense, especially at there at that size, right? That's nuts. Like that's. Well, a, that's I think that's the problem is strategy. it's like it's like life ruining money to the dev, and it's like it's chicken yeah, it's, feed to 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 a large organization well, like yeah. them. So it's just again, it's back to the punching down thing. You're just like, what are you, what are you trying to achieve? You, other yeah. than, but other what? than you know, literally on this podcast, you know, all three of us are looking at that, being like, I don't want to have to pay one hundred fifty thousand dollars because somebody decides they don't like my opinion on the internet, which is right. fucking ridiculous. That is right, right. literally the def. You know what that is? That is ch- okay, just my opinion, but it's childish. Yeah, is it what is. it is. It comes it, off as childish and it is toxic. It to attracting devs to the ecosystem, which given that the SDK, I go on about it, is not an ergonomic product at the moment. And obviously there are some very, very clever, very, very smart, very, very determined people who are currently working on modularizing it and doing lots of things that are going to make it more accessible for devs. And you know, that's coming in SDK 46, SDK 47, SDK 48. You know, I'm kind of wired into some of those conversations. And like I do appreciate there is some determined efforts to make the stuff more approachable to new developers but you also need a pipeline of new developers to stick the course and actually see that to the end yeah and you just you just look at this and you're just like fuck why bother there are people in other near will throw money at you to come in their ecosystem exactly aptos will throw money at you to come in their ecosystem why would you why would you do this hey come work in our ecosystem and maybe get sued so fucking short-sighted right so fucking short-sighted it's, and not even, not even, like, there's not even like, it's not short sighted for like millions, right? It's short sighted for, for literally to them, I would assume incremental cash, 
right? And and you're making and like, how would you not read the fucking room? That's just like it doesn't make any sense to me. But it, whether they're right or wrong, like I'm not saying they're right or wrong. I'm I really not. That that in a legal system that doesn't make any like that has only that's only part of the truth is if they're right or wrong. Even if they're right, is it worth it? Like, is this in the well, long exactly. term the right yeah. thing? And is this in the right thing for? And we've talked about this on this fucking show more times. Rising a rising tide raises all ships, right? And so, to your point, Frey, like if you're shitting on this whole ecosystem, or you're trying to say, "Hey, you're this dev hostile type of thing," and even if people don't read it, it's still news, right? It's end up on CoinDesk or some stupid shit, right? So, like, how do you not look at that and say, "This is this is stupid"? Like, what are we doing? Like, you're in a bad position, even if you're right, even if they're right. I'm not saying they're right, but even if they are right, and they think that this is a bad situation and like they're getting fucked here, you got to look at the bigger picture to say we're getting fucked. But what? what what solution do we have here that really solves this problem right well that's just that's just it isn't it like and uh, yeah and especially yeah, anyway. like you know aib must be a large bag holder as well in atom and a variety of other currencies in the eco you just like all of those things are going to add up to substantially more potential return yeah. like you said than anything to be gained from this either reputational on the one hand or financial from damages on the other hand and the knock-on effect i've seen of this is even in a short period of time is other people basically waving around the defamation stick and being like see yeah see that time when you did say something about me i could have done this and it's just like it's such a bad precedent because now other people are talking about defamation lawsuits Right. right in 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 the bloody interchain you know what are we doing we're just completely (laughs) wasting like if that's the way this ecosystem is is going to go i'm out what's the point fuck this shit you know because i tell you where nobody threatens to sue you for just going to work every day corporate contracting you cut you turn up you fucking (laughs) write your terraform you you give your corporates you give your you give your executive summary you say Hey guys, you should be running on AWS on GCP rather than running your own data center. You're wasting a load of money. You know, it may not look like it right now, but believe me, you're wasting money. You just your job is selling widgets. You should be focused on selling widgets, not running servers. You know, you'll thank me in five years. Let's fucking go. YOLO. Come on. You hand that over to the board. You go about your way. You know what happens? You don't get fucking sued. I love it. That's how you make that's how you make money in this business. (laughs) 